Well, 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 mystery music, dream music. Still working on it, everyone. Beautiful day to you. Inspired with Q is my dear Asha here. Hi, Keister. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Let me change it to Q star. Q star. Then you'd be a dangerous AI. <laughs> then, ah, uh, true. So, yeah, then I'd be like, um, <clears throat> it was even more identity. So, okay, we got to reduce. I'm doing my best to have one letter as identity. Struggling with that now, too, aren't we? <laughs> we could just have the symbol of the star. This is just, um, maybe, I, I know, let's just have a light. Just light. It's an idea. It's an idea. Now that would be perfect. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the musician previously known as Q. <laughs> the, the, he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. I'm so glad to uh, talk to you. I just have so much fun doing this stuff. I'm uh, excited to see what you bring today. and terrified at the same time i love it <laughs> it's about a star actually so we're on a roll. Uh, yeah i guess of course of course <clears throat> i love the synchronicity between us uh when we do the shows i'm uh i'm gleaning that people will start catching on that um the way uh so our relationship is a is an explanation of um the alignment of of beings um, recognizing each other, and so you'll notice that a lot of the subject matter we talk about today, um, we may have flirted with it throughout days prior, but we do our best to just be spontaneous and let it flow based on what we want to work on and play with, and and so <clears throat> I feel that helps us all when we play together on the radio and. My great love to everyone listening today. How do you want to start today? I would love to hear the song you've chosen. I th- thought he'd never ask. <laughs> <clears throat> I have to take great care of this song. It's pretty, it's, it, we've done it before, but it, it's really important uh, to me and, and the people who wrote it. <clears throat> I can learn to resist anything but temptation. I can learn to coexist with anything but pain. I can learn to compromise anything but my desires. I can learn to get along with all the things I can't explain. I can learn to resist anything but frustration. I can learn to persist with anything but aiming low. I can learn to close my eyes to anything but injustice. I can learn to get along with all the things I don't know. I can learn to resist anything but temptation. I can learn to coexist with anything but pain. I can learn to compromise anything but my desires. I can learn to get along with all the things I can't explain. You can surrender without a prayer, but never really pray. Pray without surrender. You can fight, fight without ever winning, but never ever win. Win without a fight. 
I can learn to close my eyes to anything but injustice. I can learn to get along with all the things I don't know. I can learn to close my eyes to anything but injustice. I can learn to get along with all the things I don't know. And that was Resistance by Getty Lee, Neil Pert, and Alex Lifeson of Rush. Wow. Thank you. It's one way of looking at things. I get chills every time. I'm uh, I'm in a little bit of wind, so I had to duck down under a parapet. But I did my best, everyone. Thank you for listening. What are we going to play with today? Because... I got a list. I want to, I want to see your list first, though. I'll show you mine. <laughs> so you show me yours. Well, before we go to our lists, would you please share with everyone the importance of that song? Oh, thanks. <clears throat> um, our uh, self-realization here is very, very unique. And... As as we've gone through all the, the shows, I'm, I'm just doing my best to uh, remind everybody that this is very unusual to have so much emotions and feelings and, and opinions and feeling so much is uh, a good portion of why that song is uh, positioned the way it is, because we have a lot of we have a lot of. Uh, opportunities here and um it's to be cherished at the same time um balance and 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 observation is is really uh always going to be uh this type of humans uh opportunity i want to remind everybody to um we used it a couple shows ago to forgive someone or something is very unusual outside of this body dimension frequency because you wouldn't have subjugated yourself to a, a, a instant judgment. So having instant judgment and an instant observation here is what that song is about for me. Wow, thank you. And today we're going to be speaking about someone who represents that, who really embodies that. So I would like to call the show today, The True Nature of Generosity. Wow. Wow. Just like that. Just nailed me. I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's a good, that's, that's great. So did you just come up with this about 30 seconds ago? About an hour ago. Hour ago. Okay. Okay. Tell me about this. Define generosity. Generosity is embodying the spirit, flowing with spirit. How would you describe it? That's great. That's <clears throat> that's a great, great clue to us about the English language messing with us too, right? So generosity. So if you were going to give somebody something, you'd have to actually possess something and or believe that you own something. So you got that right for me is just to be free with your space, your time, and your day and participate and play and give your time, day, and space attention. It's just attention now, isn't it? It is. So that's why, you know, when I listen to the great healers, 
they they don't have a model for for healing they just listen to the opportunities to be of service because they love it and they just can't stop doing it or just to listen that's such a gift yeah just to be there for someone is is participation and attention isn't it it is thanks to you i know that quite well oh thank you <laughs> it's a privilege it's a privilege and an honor to to get to do this today and it just it just never gets old participating with you i just always learn about our self realization and and how um we can help unmask and work with it and i i think um you want to start with generosity i think that's awesome thank you so i would like to share about a really incredible being in the 4th century a very rare child was born near the ancient seaport of Petara. And instead of playing pirates and pulling little girls' braids, he loved, more than anything, he loved to give. And if he could better, better the lives of anybody, that would make his entire life. It was just what he lived for. And when he was really young, his parents passed away, and they left Nicholas a tremendous amount of gold which he found great joy in sharing with everyone who was in need and mostly anonymously. So he knew three girls in his village who were about to be sold into slavery by their father because they did not have a dowry to be offered in marriage. So it was wintertime. And in those days, it was common to place your socks above the fireplace so they would be warm in the morning. So Nicholas snuck inside and he put gold pieces inside the girls' socks enough to make a dowry for marriage, and he saved them from slavery. So I'm going to stop there for now. You know who I'm speaking of? Well, I was fond of one of the girls, so I am a little guilty. (laughs) Was it the mermaid? Of course. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's great that you uncovered that. Um, um, The... uh, what the what you what you've grown out of you know again these are these are uh this is just information take it or or leave it it's 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 my realization of the past and it's still an opinion and it's still propaganda so never forget that because you're in charge of your timelines however you want to do it and however you're inspired but for me what uh, that story is about is uh, reminding and or looking at established systems coming in and making sure that uh, you can you can you can see how the stories are now inherited today. Uh, there's a guy making toys all year and then he gives them away once a year. <clears throat> well, that's kind of true be- because our societies back then were losing ground at all we did was create build furniture shoes clothes and then we just gave them away we didn't and so that was the beginning uh not the true beginning but another compartment of uh debt slavery systems coming in and that was the competition for it because we were we were we used to just get excited about being a carpenter build something finding somebody that needed something and you did it 
and there was no trade per se, because there was always someone else that was supporting you too with their passion. So there's a dairy farmer. He's got to get rid of his milk. You just go pick up milk, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's, that is, that, so there's a bigger story that Christmas was really every day because we didn't have a means of exchange between us. So today with people with great money, um, they should just give it away if that's what we're going to use. So it's not a judgment. It's just why do we hang on to possessions? Because we, we think, we don't know, that it, we own them. We think they're ours. Well, back then we were growing out of it. We were getting, we we're starting to get into heavier banking systems and or the beginning of banking systems. And that's, what, that, that's where the bigger story is. And I hope that helps. Well, that was so helpful. Thank you. And what I also find really intriguing is that Nicholas was very famous for standing in the courts to free the innocent. And he was attempting to change the court system, which is just what President Trump is doing. And Nicholas supplied boats loaded with nourishing foods to starving seashores. And he had the power to restore the lives of children who had died untimely lives. Now, I have seen you do all of those. And caught again. Wow. Some things never change. Is that a saying? <laughs> you, once again, coined by you. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it, it's, um, it's fun for me to hear you talk like this because it, it's, it's proof that we do have a core personality, even though these bodies um, get get a get a nice little swath of feeling personalities and you can have uh personalities installed in people obviously and reaction creating personalities but um yeah for the most part our passions pretty much pretty much uh stay fairly similar from lifetime to lifetime it's not it's not too far off i I wouldn't standardize on that statement but it's you can see that that's always been my my standard i just i just want to help somehow some way and just listen and learn and and be of be of service uh it's nothing fantastic it's just the way i feel about participating and just like you you're very similar thank you for that now nicholas who became known as saint nicholas he walked the land in an emerald coat and he carried gifts mostly in his heart that he, sh- he shared stories and kindness and love and perhaps something from the forest or something he'd made. So he's a very real person, so everyone knows. He was honored as a bishop, and by the Middle Ages, many parts of Europe felt a devotion to his jolly love and his ability to give so generously. He was a patron saint of Russia and Greece, and he was also known in Switzerland and Moscow, blessing many charitable organizations, and he was unceasingly loving with children, sailors, merchants, and the downtrodden. So in this life, it also sounds as though you and the mermaid were both animating that body. Is that correct? That is correct. And and it's also proof that we used to have more capabilities and or the volume of light that are in one body. That is correct. Great. Thank you. Now, it is said that his connection with the elementals, which of course we know the mermaid created, the elementals, uh, granted St. Nicholas more 
would we say magnetism to keep his life, mm, let's say, infinite? And he still exists on Earth today. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, so um, it's that's a huge story there on our alignment with the planet we're on and the, and the ability to recognize that everything we need is right under our feet if we maybe pay a little more attention. And that's, that's, that's directly from what elementals would say to you. Um, they take such great care. They, they need for nothing. And it, it's, so, it's so incredible to look how they're actually the best teachers of using synchronicity um, in their day in and day out lives with nature. Nature just flows. It just doesn't have a doubt that it's going to be a bird. It doesn't have a doubt it's going to be an elf, uh, what you call Bigfoot and so forth. And they have tremendous amount of knowledge about using um, universal powers. And so that was one of my jobs, too, is make a transitional process because we were losing ground back then on our relationships, maybe, maybe a judgmental statement. But even today, a lot of, a lot of those cultures in, in Russia and so forth, they still remember them, certainly Scotland and so forth. And that's why you always had Holly. I think we did that on uh, Billy and Jane's followers show. Um, so the Holly trees are, um, as I've said many times, almost impossible to kill and destroy. They just keep going. They are so full of life. <clears throat> I dared somebody to do it recently, and they're going to learn the hard way. They love to grow. So you, it is true. You can make a magic wand with a holly tree, um, but in most cases, humans are too reckless with it now, and they'll just just zap everybody. But, yeah, you can. And that's just an example of how the elementals want to help us and remind us that all the, all the power of this planet is right underneath our feet through us. It's, it's, quite, it's quite an experience to listen to a group of elementals talk about humans here um they're they, they have a lot of questions <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> i bet thank you and uh, we are definitely not suggesting anyone makes a magic wand as he just said and uh, billy i remember that show he also said that santa claus's abode was halfway around the north pole or on halfway around but no one can see it can you share anything about that yeah, so there's a lot more space up there than you're aware of, and or the way it makes a circle. And uh, you may not know where your equator is. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. So let's say there's a beach ball, and we put our hands in a circle on the top of the beach ball, and we believe that's the only part of the beach ball. Well, it'll, it's going to look flat. But if we take our oh. hands off and see the whole beach ball, it's spherical. Would you like to share about the flat earth theory? Yeah. So our perception, uh, first of all, um, uh, hang on, everybody. Here we go. Um, I've pointed out many times that it looks like you can put all our landmass in what Google Earth is calling Antarctica. Okay, wait a minute. Is Google lying or have we been lying to Google? Let's, let's pick one. Uh, let's just say Google's lying, and they're saying that Antarctica is is can put all. Go ahead and get on the computers right now, and they'll probably shut down the computers on you. But whatever, 
<clears throat> looks like someone's trying to sell us a story that Antarctica can hold all the land mass of planet Earth. So there's your clue right there. It looks like, at a minimum, there's two Earths then, right? You're getting, and why can't you take, um, why can't you take your Google Earth and start rolling it around? So you're starting to see a couple people get disclose some information, get caught in the act while trying to make the transition as comfortable as possible. So as you can see, your latitudes and longitudes are a lie. They are a way to navigate. Trust me, I held papers to navigate. They are a way to navigate on your circle. That's I'll leave it at that. Thank you. And our circle, which appears flat because that's all we see, beyond that, who lives there? Tremendously capable individuals who take unbelievable care not to control your beliefs or speed you up, slow you down, hinder you, um, make you something you don't want to be, incredible beings, which will never have a title for me. Beautiful. And who is keeping the information about the vastness of the earth from us? So if you do look at the, um, I'm not going to recite the names, but if you do look at the Antarctica Accords, um, you'll see almost every major country in the world has, has signed a deal saying, let's not tell everybody until they're ready. And by the way, we're not allowed to put any military installations in Antarctica, et cetera, et cetera, um, because uh, uh, they'll take care of us real quick <laughs> if we do. So no warships, nothing down there. So that's why you're not able to. So you got uh, Mr. Bird was was a clue that something's going on down there. Um, there is correspondence but it's very minimal with the other side of your planet, we'll call it. Because you have to take great care when you are working with advanced beings of consciousness who would never, would never affect another uh, race of beings that has absolutely no con. If they would never judge you, but their measurement, their measurement of consciousness is very easy for them to see how capable you are. It's very difficult for them to communicate with you. Because they use their hearts so dramatically, such great care, and they feel so much, they consider us very dangerous. It's very dangerous to be with us because of because we're we're, we're cavemen to them in our emotional bodies. I hope that helps. Thank you. So very helpful. When we look at inner Earth, let's say where Billy came from, how does that correspond to? the earth that is hidden from us are they different right so when you have the ability to create uh, a frequency band with a frequency band so as an example this planet um, could and has the desire to be a sun one day so it could so if we use cold fusion as our example our sun our star that was uh, planet at one time and then grew and or not always it this one th- that our star is a little bit unique because it oh, it graduated almost instantly but one progression of many would be a moon 
a subset of a planet, a crystal would become a planet grow into higher dimensions, if you like that word, higher frequencies, and grow life. So planets, for me, are just life creators. Well, if you want to create an uh, interdimensional space in that being, like our planet, you can't. So maybe we would call, I'm, I'm quite convinced, Hollow Earth does would like to call it a much grander name, but it's the English language we're using. I would... S- I would standardize somewhere around six and a half, seven and a half dimensional frequency when and where they want to be. So they can actually change the frequency band depending on um, what they want to accomplish, uh, what life there wants to accomplish. But so you have, you have dimensional realities within dimensional realities and or all I'm saying is you have compartments of space within space. Hope that made sense. It makes sense. It's uh, difficult for the human mind to grasp. So just feeling the information may be really helpful because you can really feel it through your harmonics when you're explaining it so beautifully. Thank you. The ice wall, is that man-made to keep us from the inner earth? There's some games there. Um, uh, there's there's a lot. There's um, both sides of the fence. Um, might use that as an opportunity. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So St. Nicholas certainly embodied what is so important, which is our whole being. When it's filled with spirit, we are we could be described as generosity, love, giving, wanting to share our light and our love and anything we have, just like the Indians who... They only receive things to give them. They only make things to give them away. So the the aboriginals are very, very similar to Saint Nicholas, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and 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 so you, that's what's beautiful about the legacy aboriginals of, of all of our our, our world was you know nomad nomadic lifestyles and so forth. They just realized that that everything they need is right here, and if they don't have it, they'll go create it with their their heart and or their desire, and including rain. <laughs> so it it's uh, our leftovers are still right here, even in a lot of cultures uh, around the world. You can still see a lot of leftovers before um, banking started becoming popular. <laughs> yes. One of the real miracles lost to the world after the Industrial Revolution or before is the sacred connection that we have to the earth, which the Native Indians certainly may even still have and some of the Aborigines and, of course, St. Nicholas. So everything that grows has a spirit and a frequency that can add a, a different kind of celebration. So when the aboriginals would be with the earth, they might, I believe you said, they might um, inhale clove or dandelion or nettles, um, have a peace pipe. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so what, um, so there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of opportunities in that question, just a ton of information there. But if, if all fauna is here for us, then um, you could use it many different ways. And so maybe we'll talk about just the, the standard term of a peace pipe, as an example. Um, 
if I wanted to collaborate with someone um, in my village, uh, friendship or uh, a new relationship, I would take a substance from the planet, dry it maybe, and use it for whatever cause that would be. That would be normal. So, and, and we're getting back there to our energetics are getting so sensitive now. You're, it's going to be difficult for you to harm yourself with non-energetic foods, water, herbs, etc., and or energetics that complement the goals and a, and a passion that you have. So that's what's changing about you. You're gonna, you are going to uh, develop a life around passion, and your your plant life, all of your earth is going to complement that. You're ascending you're all changing frequency and complementing each other so with those too many words if i wanted to go um let's say build a village i would maybe have a ceremony with maybe it would be cloves maybe it would be um many different types of herbs because we need to strategize how we're going to we're going to build a log cabin uh, sweat lodge could be many, many different items. So you, the herb that you chose might be one to work with strangers. The herb you chose might be one to be um, uh, more inspired. The herb you chose in your ceremonies would be to give you more energy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So basically, every knowing full well that everything outside yourself is outside yourself, and you're on a planet that was very common knowledge. That if you're going to work with your planet, you got to work with your planet. So to make a heat exchange, a smoke exchange uh, would be one way to get more aligned with the area region you lived in. Quite obvious, I know I'm preaching the choir to many of you. So you would you would want to get a relationship with the geography you're in. That's that's pretty much why you would you would smoke back then. Is how does the, what does the ground want? What does the land want? And when you got more than one spiritual being talking about it, you got really accurate. I think this land does not have a lot of water because you you may have done a peace pipe ceremony, a pipe ceremony, a smoking ceremony, an ingestion. You may have made teas as well, made, made soups with dandelions. And the dandelions would tell you, we only get rain here once a year. Do not try and farm here. Things like that. That's, that was your normal way of life. And that's, and that's why it's a little... It's it's quite obvious why uh, uh, we could uh, we can we can feel so much and just so much is what I'm trying to explain. I hope that helps. Oh, that was beautiful. I, I remember a friend telling a story. Uh, they had purchased some land, and a lot of snakes and dangerous animals were coming onto the land, and they had children. So uh, a Native American Indian came by and said. And noticed the danger and said, I can do a blessing. And so he took some herbs and just did some commands. And he said, no one will ever be harmed. Don't be afraid of anything that comes on your land. They will never harm you. And he lived there for 30 years and the children playing out. They never did anything with the snakes coming in, the rattlesnakes. Everyone was fine. No one ever got harmed. So it's they have a connection with, as you said, with nature to where, just like you and I speaking, you know, can I, would you, would it be all right if you protected these children? Yes. Okay. I'll do that for you. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's no difference. Whatever is alive has a spirit who we can communicate with. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And, yeah, degrees, of course. Uh, obviously, how much consciousness is in um, uh, any one elemental? Well, they're all elementals to me. Is is subjective. Um, but you have it right. Is uh, this this is why I'm encouraging everybody to start looking at uh, the legacy spice. Uh, spi- opportunities to make spices again, dry our food again, preserve, um, <clears throat> use our, our legacy preservation process. So when you put up food properly and you bless it properly and or use it properly, it actually gets stronger throughout the time because it's settling, it's settling into where you live and it's adapting to you. So it's quite, a, it's, it, these are ancient uh, powers we have. These are ancient tools we have. And that's what, that would be a, another obvious, of course, of course, um, opportunity elementals would remind us of. Life is so much more exciting than we've ever known when, when we work with the elementals. Uh, uh, opium. So opium is such a beautiful, beautiful flower. And originally the exchange, you could probably hold it and just speak with it and it would heal your heartbreak. It would help you in relationships and what they did was they manufactured it into a drug called ecstasy and ecstasy will certainly blow open your heart chakra but in a very very dangerous way can you talk about what they've done with some of these beautiful herbs and flowers yeah you have it right so the medicinal opportunities here are massive but once you start putting them in a process a process plant force the force the growth of them exaggerate the, the growth of them it, it just starts they don't they don't grow naturally so when you ingest them you're getting the process more than the plant's capabilities and i'm not gonna make a lot of friends there with with all the people growing but if the farmers know it you know the farmers we've had on prq they go hey if i don't take great care this is not going to be healthy food and so that's what you just basically explained is um when when you look at the refining process of um, the refining process, it's uh, it's quite amazing what it does to you because it's not coming directly from the earth. It just wants to be a process, and then of course, when you condense it and make, like you say, ecstasy and, and heroin derivatives, <clears throat> those manufacturers, those processes now have an agenda. It would appear, wouldn't it? I have something to say about the agenda. Oh, please tell. So one of the, one of many, many agendas over many, 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 many thousands of years, one of them is right in our, in our face uh, during the sixties. And the reason the sixties are important to us, because we almost made it over the hump. So what would we do if we want to stop massive light beings waking up through the human body? What would we do? We would find a way to have their spirit leave their body. Why don't we get some LSD rolled out? Let's do some of that, huh? Right. Fracture their and yep. Yeah, and so all of the drugs uh, that that was a weapon, obviously, along with propaganda and media. And so uh, the dark, that shows you how calculated these guys are. They could see the volume of light coming into all our bodies and said, "We got to get on top of this." And uh, of course, that we're talking about the flower child movement. Again, I know I'm preaching the choir, but that is one of the weapons to direct um, w- what light beings are doing and or get ahead of the game and that's exactly what you're seeing with the the mass massive production of uh process controlled marijuana today and cbd oils 
um, do they have some healing benefits? Some of them do. Nowhere near the degree if they were just growing in your garden. And many of those uh, strains of marijuana are manufactured and or a process so that when they do mature over many, 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 many different generations, they will not be the same plant as when they were originally growing organically. So they're engineering what you're ingesting when you, through years and years, I'll give it that. So as you keep going now, you're being steered if you keep smoking the strains of marijuana in many cases or others, uh, you're going to see that is steering the volume of light that's coming in and out of the body. So sad and so true. Now, the government made that illegal, and then they made it legal in many places. Can you share what that's about? Yeah, so let's get, let's look at the countries that um, <clears throat> have made it legalized, but you can't... Uh, you can't smoke it. Uh, you can't. You can't grow it and distribute it yourself. Now it'd be Canada. So why would a, one country? Canada's taken some shots this last couple of years, obviously. But why? Why would? Why would a country control the manufacturing of one product? There's your proof. Why, why if they don't control water? Well, maybe they do. <laughs> they don't. They don't <laughs> control the production of corn you know, to some degree, I suppose, but, you know, a farmer can grow corn, but he can't grow marijuana. It's a living plant. So there's your clue they're engineering or at least controlling. And of course the guys will be, we, we need to, we need to make revenue, but that's not really the overall agenda. So people have said that the government sold pot is maybe three times as strong. So of course they're going to go back there to get it if they like that high and that is probably the most dangerous strain because a lot of things are added to that to make sure it does what he was just talking about and uh, it's even though it's an herb it has things added to it that are not herbs yes so it's remember it's a it's an energetic engineering tool all of everything outside yourself, uh, many, many types of alcohols, pills, every, it's, it's a stair step. You, you, you can't see the 100-year plan is what I'm saying. looks pretty harmless right now, but you're getting stair stepped into um, walking yourself out of, out of your body, not holding ground as much spirit. Um, it feels euphoric and light and everything, but over time you build up tolerance to it. And then it starts, they start molding and shaping uh, the social engineering system. It's hard to see when you can't look at the 30,000 foot level, but why do you think you like gummy bears so much? So you eat your CBD gummies. How about that? <laughs> Is it safe to say that any hallucinogen will give quite an opportunity for the spirit to leave the body. Yeah. And, and or vice versa. So um, it's, it's quite a trick. You know, I, I never want to give any, anything uh, t any more tenacity by uh, explaining how um, alternate beings jump into physical bodies. But let me, let me give you an example that might, help in how I, how I see this type of human. Um, 
you what if I could engineer a human that had and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a couple different words here they all have the same meaning. What if I could engineer a human that I can get high volume of spirit in it or very little spirit in it? And what if I could also engineer a being that had less spirit in it, but had more feelings or less feelings? What if I could engineer a being that is a genius intrinsically here and has no feelings here? Quite a little trick here. So if I could get all the ones that feel more than everybody else, and I'm engineered to be smarter than everybody else in the systems I've provided, I got a little bit of a tool here, don't I? I got an opportunity to control a tremendous amount of population, wouldn't you say? Wow, that's really frightening. So when you look at, so you asked me the other day about DNA, what if I can extrapolate, sort, silo DNA and or the volume of light that you're recognizing in your, in your, in your mind's eye? How do you, how, how, how many degrees of that are here might be a very, very big question in how you manage your biosphere, how you manage diet, how you manage the production of humans in the modern medical system. And I can tell you, that there's a couple people here that know what I'm talking about. Right. Thank you for sharing that. This uh, brings up in my consciousness uh, the coca leaf. So the coca leaf was very, very healing and nourishing and very powerful. And uh, a fellow named John Pemberton in 1886, he was a chemist and a pharmacist and a morphine addict. So he took the coca leaf and he took the essence of the coca, he took five ounces of the coca and put it in a gallon of syrup. First he made wine, but then he made this uh, Coca-Cola. And uh, so it had five ounces of Coke basically in a gallon of syrup. And presidents and the Pope were backing this as the greatest thing ever. So it, it spread and of course, eventually that became illegal, but apparently there's still some Coke in Coca-Cola. Is that true? Yeah, depending on which plant. Um, uh, probably wouldn't have any problem, depending on the day, uh, getting well, the process. Uh, I, w- I would encourage people to go ahead and proof me here. Should be able to test um, uh, the plants coming out of Mexico. Should be able to uh, test those. and uh, feel your statement would be true on most days. Mm. Thank you. Also, the ingredients to Coca-Cola, there's one ingredient called Merchandise 7X, and it's extremely secret ingredients. And apparently the ingredients of that is locked up in a bank vault in SunTrust, and only two people in the world know the ingredients. So why would that be? Secret ingredient, huh? Yeah. I I worked real hard to get into Coca-Cola plant. I've been in been in Pepsi, Frito-Lay plants. All I've been in all of them. That's the only one. Two two plants I couldn't get in in industrial uh, process industry. Two plants. What do you think the other one is? McDonald's. Uh, yeah, of course. I couldn't get in the French fry plant. I get in the other lines, and then and so of course I'm a no, everyone's worst nightmare because I can see behind the the, the scenes anyway. Um, yeah. So that recipe is also a uh, biological weapon. 
and I'll keep it close to heart what they're attempting to do there. But our bodies don't do well with that combination and the sugars they have in it. So sugar is the weapon. So you'll identify, ooh, that's bad. But it's actually the com combination of the chemistry. Uh, the recipe they have is designed to slow down life and the production and volume sustain. I'm not going to give it a, its name because it gives it more power, of course. And it sustains the level and or balance of the governing, um, the governing style, I might say, of our what what is a standard human, at least North American human, standard DNA level. So it just kind of gets you that little fake buzz. Uh, some some other uh, products do that. And you want to drink it again. Well, it actually stimulates the uh, suspension of your growth so subtle you can't see it's happening. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much. And also, I've seen where some third world countries and others use Coca-Cola as a pesticide for their fields because nothing will go on it once they spray the Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. So th this is a generational uh, targeting process. They're not going after you today, this generation. They're, they're looking at 10 generations from now. That's, that's, how, they, that's how this <clears throat> all, all their models are like that. You're, you're always getting stair-stepped to a direction in this case. That, that, is, that is accurate. I, I use it for uh, <laughs> keeping away mosquitoes, right? <laughs> yeah, and they also the fire department in the, unit, in the United States uses it to hose down the freeway when there's been an accident because it, it eliminates the blood. So imagine what that's doing to your blood inside of your body. Yeah, it, it is, has a thinning process, but ultimately the, the agenda is to get you, less of you, in you down the road. Which is absolutely the opposite of what we want. We want more of us in us for more consciousness so we can be like St. Nicholas. Yeah, and so what's funny about that is if you did, um, uh, <laughs> now you also have, you always get two for one with these, these objectives. Um, now you also can call coca a bad thing because when you discover it, so they always get two for one. Once you discover the, pos the potential possibilities of healing modalities out of coca, you now have a direct weapon against it. It must be bad because it's killing people. Don't drink Coca-Cola. And coca must be bad too. Is, is, is there other opportunity to discredit uh, some of the natural healing uh, modality opportunities we have? Yes, and there are some still quite organic and well cared for coca farms. And when you just suck on those coca beans, apparently people I know who have been there, like in Peru, it's uh, it's quite soothing and brings tremendous peace and happiness and just naturally just from touching it. Yeah, so the cultures in, in uh, the many cultures that, have used it as a staple for eons they're they're not changing their modality uh their tribe style they don't bring in many items from outside uh, their culture they stay the same because they understand how peace works uh, certainly they're um you can see that in a lot of islanders 
uh, Indian Indian Ocean or otherwise, they don't want anything off the island. This is the same um, methodology when you get a very high level of, of being in peace energy. You don't want for anything. You don't need anything. You don't have lack of. You just live in the moment, and that's why they're they're not evolving because they see that as a detriment to their peace. Wow. Could you explain that a little bit more, please? Yeah. So you get so much knowledge in your heart center, you can see the universe. You can see more of the, um, you can see the process for evolution. You can see what do you get. So when you get farther and farther away from your planet and or the industrial development of of uh, your tribe your civilization you actually get stupider you don't have an alignment and and a relationship with your planet you don't work with the animals anymore you don't work with uh, the fauna anymore you actually go away from it and so that's that's how i would summarize that wow that's so important that is really important and that's why the dark are taking us further and further and further from ourselves, just like with a cell phone. So thank you for explaining that so well. Thank you. Tennis <laughs> shoe. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the star. Star. Uh, the star. Oh, I'm scared now. <laughs> so approximately 2,000 years ago, three wise men were guided by the light of a star as the spirit of source known as Christ entered the earth plane. And this light is commonly known as the star of Bethlehem. And it was in fact, a small sized defense fleet from the creation light ship. And the creation light ship is the light of source, the light of the first cause universe, the creative light of source. How would you describe the creation light ship? Mass Christ. It's Christmas Mm. backwards, right? Right. Um, so you just explained um, one of the ways ascension is um, complemented, you might say, and or the, the, the shouldering process of your ascension cycle. So when you go over the, the edge here, if, if you will, you would now want to backfill it or forward fill more light in uh, your area. We did that this time too. And it's on for the people dot space. We did it in a little different way, but certainly it's kind of like pumping up the tires a little bit before or after the ascension cycle. We're going to do it after the ascension cycle this time um, to possibly leave more history here and enhance um, life here. So that's how it works. Thank you. Very exciting. Now, during the time of Jesus' birth and after, you could see the star, and you can also see it today if you look to the north. Is that true? Yeah. So there's always been – so, again, uh, your highest dimensional um, stars are almost there, if you will. They're they're maybe uh, uh, proof that we're always attached to – um, source. We're always attached to the light, and he, that that's just a participating uh, component. That is correct. Thank you. And we are attached or connected to source as long as we have light. 
So those who do not have light will not be connected to source. So they will rely on other things for their power. But they do have Coca-Cola. They do. <laughs> and okay. they probably Okay. <laughs> okay. So the creation lightship is where all of our spirits are birthed. And the closer the creation lightship comes, as you explained, the more we have an opportunity to be totally filled with source and listening to Q's voice and the mermaid's voice is really helpful to embody that light because it's harmonics. Everything is light and frequency. Would you like to share more about that? Yeah. Um, I think we had one radio show interviewing and said, so why aren't you fixing this place? And I go, why aren't you, <laughs> you, you should talk. It's your place. Um, <laughs> I'm just coming here to play in your playground. Yeah. Um, one way to look at it is uh, out of great, great care. Um, we collectively will decide what we want to do. So participation is the only thing you're ever going to see. Remember outside of here, we don't have forgiveness. We don't know what's fair, what's wrong. There's no such, we don't have that ability. Um, I, I work really hard to, to get those abilities back now so I can see your point of view. To be what it's like in this type of body, I want to be your spiritual crash test dummy, and I'm learning every day so I can be of help. <clears throat> so the only way to really grow a light is look at Earth as a target, possibly, and to go participate there is now the light coming around you more and more to support you, me because we we're here and, and it's not that fantastic. You guys created this in most cases. And, and then we just come in and backfill you with more light. Um, you're all the same as me. You're just in human bodies with a human experience. Right. So that's, that's how maybe the cliff notes version, of how we would explain it. Thank you very much. And you've also just recently explained that this ascension is quite a bit different from the last ascension and the outcome will be different. And the what might be helpful for people is to really comprehend at the peak of the ascension, which we are in, the dark seems to have more power because it's really coming out of the woodwork and the light is actually more powerful. And that's why they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> so um, would you like to say anything about the Space Force and what it's doing here for us? Um, the, the internal U.S. Space Force or the external, um, what we call galactic forces? What we, what, where do you want me to start? Could you start with the, the Space Force, the United States Space Force, and then go to the galactic? Yeah, let's give a little quick rundown history. Um, okay, so the United States Space Shuttle Program that was shut down uh, with, with their other ships um, with about a life cycle left of probably 50 more years, they just shut them down. Those were all, um, those were all fighter ships. Now the ones you got to see were the residential showboating ones. So you couldn't see the actual ones, but the space shuttle program <clears throat> was your space force, uh, fighting some very, uh, bad guys on your planet and bad guys off the planet that were uh, working together. Very, very short version, but, Essentially, that's grown over time, and now it's public information. 
that we're fighting somebody or something. Why do Donald Trump, why did John Kennedy, why, why do we need a space force? There must be something out there, huh? And that's my big question, everybody. Why do we need a space force? should be getting very obvious by now. And I assume you'll coach people on where to look to prove what I just said. Thank you. And could you touch more on the galactic? Yeah, so this is one of the very few times that other um, uh, councils, you might say, in the universe. Remember, when you have so much knowledge and so much capability, you're not going to bother another society because they consider you peers growing out of your uh, expression of yourself in this style of being you want to be in. You don't, when you have that much knowledge, you don't bother others. You just too, you have too much vastness and awareness of how the universe works. It's creative. It's a place where there's unlimited creativity, unlimited. This is the first, very first time um, uh, that I'm aware of here where uh, there's great concern that individuals have designed and engineered a human that can harbor a very large volume of light and the light doesn't recognize itself and has weapons to go hurt them and have done it. And I'm sure you've heard people talk about great Lyrian wars, Orion wars, uh, Arcturian regions. Well, that's what that's all about. Uh, they're uh, getting planets uh, blown up that took billions, maybe what you might measure as billions of years with great care, having them destroyed in one second is a big no-no for some folks. Uh, for obvious reasons, that's where we go to create more life and be a participant in the universe. So um, we're the stinky stepchild that that type of being was engineered and or mass produced and also weaponized. So if you look at uh, let's pick. Let's pick on someone we love the most. How about the Xbox? I can get you. I can get you. This is might be uh, close to pretty close to where uh, Star Wars explained the Clone Wars. The, you're you're pretty close to that right now. I can I can get a kid to play the Xbox, take on another world with a clone, and it looks like he's playing a video game. So I can run a whole military cloned up artificial intelligence or otherwise, demonic entities, all sorts of things. And I can get Jimmy to run the mission for me. What do you think about that? Pretty dangerous. Pretty unfair because the kids don't know. Well, some of them. Yeah. It, yeah. And so what, what's even a bigger story there is when you get a, a kid with a lot of emotions and a lot of drive, and now you can transfer those emotions through, this is where you're going, through your liquid crystal display TV. What do you think your army is going to have? Massive amounts of, 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 massive amounts of opportunity for emotions. So you can make your army sad, happy, or glad through Jimmy's Xbox. And mainly mad. <laughs> yeah, sure. we know which one. When I, when I lose, I'm really mad, right? So. And then that instant reset, that instant gratification when you play video games, is, there's a whole other story there. But there is posi- there's a lot of positivity there is we're growing out of that. We're, we're really growing out of that because we're recognizing, I don't feel good after I play a video game. A lot of kids go, I just, if you just get them out of nature now, they, they're not, you'll see that 
the new video game is nature because they're they've been around so long now. I, I feel it's been a great mistake for the dark agenda. There is they introduced TV and and um, video games too soon because their ten, their tenure is running out. You can you can see it's it's going to run too long because we're sniffing it out, and this show is an example. Yes, I've noticed that any child who's truly human outgrows it. Some don't because they may not be fully human. Yeah, and so there's a great opportunity to, to hijack people's uh, consciousness there and, and through TVs and otherwise. But, but for the most part, uh, I do not like to install timelines. But again, I'm in, I'm in a great dilemma here. Um, I don't want, I mean, too much Q is just too much Q. We know that, okay? <laughs> the dilemma that I perceive is if I make you aware things are what they look like from our point of view, I'm now installing belief systems, timelines that aren't, aren't you, like possibly. That's your choice. Well, as you can see, I favored the other way. I can't help myself. I just want to be of help. So I might as well be the one who puts my neck out and do my best to speak properly and take great care. And I assure you, everyone listening, I'm taking great care of this information. I hope that helps. That's very helpful. And let's say I go to a beach and I'm really excited to dive into this turquoise water. And you say, well, wait, there are piranhas in there. I don't even know what piranhas are. You describe to me what piranhas are. They're going to eat you alive. I'm not going to go swimming in that beach. To me, this is all you're doing. You're saying these are the dangers. If you want to go swimming, go ahead. There might not be any piranhas when you go in there, but here's a choice so that we are informed. The main problem on this planet is that we are not informed. We don't know when we drink Coca-Cola, we're going to lose our light. We don't know things like that. So you are informing people, which I deeply appreciate. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you. And um, it's just so fun to see the changes, though. It's just so, so incredible to see how far we've come. I mean, I'm just, I'm just in shock daily at the massive uh, advancement people make every day and make me aware of it and teach me and everything. It's just endless fun to see us. We're, get, we're getting this done. And it, it's really happening. And this, this ascension cycle is very, very unique, very unique, especially compared to the last one. Yes. Would you please share with the people more about time-traveling soldiers and what they do and how they're recruited? Yeah, um, you have to – thank you for that question. That's, it, it is a fun one for everyone, I'm sure. Um, so there's many different compartments and silos to the overview of what you might call uh, time travel or hyperspace traveling. Uh, potential. Um, you've probably heard. Uh, let's just look at one. Let's just look at one subset of that on Earth, and then we'll talk about ones off Earth. So you've probably heard people like uh, Stuart Swerdlow or others. Uh, myself, the, we would be put in a chair for hyperspace travel. And when you combine multiple people for hyperspace travel, 
um, you now have agendas, direction, goals, also. And, and what that means is I can take your consciousness and use the old Star Trek movies if you want. I can take your consciousness and I can jump you from body to body and I can take you from space to space. And time, what you might call time, but it's really just space. Um, and that's why that word has been a trick to you. So I, if I can, if I can dream it and then, and then I can control your dream is one compartment that a time traveler could be inducted into. So, uh, uh, now I can give you uh, a target and that's why I don't care for the, um, the way they target when you see people talking about uh, um, a remote viewing, uh, that's a real tough one for me because um, you're, you're, you're talking about targeting and directing when the spirit, your consciousness, has no boundaries whatsoever. All right, so that's, that's one compartment of time travel, the hyperspace travel, if you like, the beyondo, whatever you like, that's one very small compartment. Um, time traveling for from planet to planet is what existed here at one time. Space traveling is what we should probably call it. And that, that was used. <clears throat> one of those tools still exist. And you can use stargates. You can use pyramids. You can use many things. And you can take your body or you can leave your body. And that's what mummification. One compartment of that would be mummification. I could jump back into my body. So that would be an example of stellar time travel. And then interstellar time travel is what I just explained. Wow, <clears throat> that's really interesting. Could you explain what happens when people wake up all bruised and feel like they've got a broken arm? Bad dream, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, the mermaid has witnessed that with me, and uh, it's predominantly how I lost my eyesight. And, um, <clears throat> got it, getting it back all the time. But um, so I can go, I can go, I can go and um, if, if you, what you're doing when you dream is you can go places, obviously. You can leave your body. And that transition period, in most cases, um, uh, not to give it any strength, so I won't give you the names, um, but when you come back in the body, notice you wake up, you wake up during your nightmare. Okay, well, that transition period, that, that dimensional layering that you're coming back in. So I tried to give you guys a model that would be uh, the intrinsic world, um, uh, the galactic world, and then um, maybe we, 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 we would call it that transition space. When you come back in your body, um, they, they're, they can watch us. They can see us. They can't see when we leave, though. So when you start your dream and you start flying around, some people stay in their body all night. Don't get me wrong. Some people leave. But remember, you're coming from source. So you're creating this life. So that, that little, the words are awful, forgive me, but that little dimensional bandwidth, that's the gap they've made in this type of body that you can't see yourself coming back in. And that's when they're hijacking the potential for cutting and pasting, um, abduction points. They want to try and get annealed to your light. So um, then they can maybe get space in your body. Maybe they can get you very scared, very fearful. And then th there's also another group of, that likes to cut and paste you in physicality 
and have you participate in their life without you even knowing it. So many, uh, Ron Amatron does a better job than I, but I can, I can put you back in time, put you in, a, in this same body or others, and I can, I can put you back in forward and backwards, and you won't even know it. Okay, so, that, so I'm, the, I'm the alien's worst nightmare because I can see this happening because I'm out of time. But that's essentially the short version of what's going on here when you come back in the body. Maybe you were faster than the, the time cutter and or the light beings that are here now are so much stronger now. It's trickier to do that. We're getting too savvy. So you're getting faster and faster and faster recognizing your authentic self. And so because you're going faster, you wake up with these bruises. It proves that these guys have been messing with you or you're in a fight. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you very much. Now, is there also a military faction that will take anyone who has ever enlisted in any sort of armed forces and have them also fight the aliens on, let's say, a different frequency? Exactly. Exactly correct. Wow. Okay. And anyone who is feeling that's happening to them, if they're getting too beat up, can they simply say, I would like to unenlist? Absolutely. So that, that's a tough subject because um, somebody thinks they're doing the right thing. Um, uh, you didn't vote for satellites around your planet, did you? Or what you think is your planet. You didn't vote for a lot of, a lot of things uh, that you've had to adopt here. And there's a lot of folks that uh, feel you can't handle the truth. I think that one's been used. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, it, it, it's, it's, it gets a little easier when you see how much, how much skin's in the game here. These, these, these folks do not exist if you don't exist. That's why you can't see your enemy. If, they, if, if you know they exist, they're dust. That's why this one's so tricky. But we're ahead of this now because they've played their cards a little too heavy this time. So it's great encouragement I say that. Thank you. That is very encouraging, as always. Now, what Space Force would be in charge of dealing with the Galactic Trade Center? Ah, now, that one's tricky because that group and uh, is at a minimum unorganized, yet would like to do the right thing. So everything's in compartments of, of nobility, don't get me wrong, but if you don't have organizational alignment for the true cause of the universe, and that is to create, and you're the master creator, it's very tricky to get involved <clears throat> with people on the planet, so to speak, because they are owed their own natural way of creativity and expression of themselves. Well, when you leave the planet, things change now, don't they? they do. Now you're participating with them now, aren't you? That's, that's for the most part, that's how communications are initiated. So would you like us to participate with you? Would you like to participate with us? Yes. Is, is what has happened? Okay. Who is going to represent the people? Well, think we found one hint hint what is it going to look like for them and and what 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 how are we going to let it unfold 
And this is when I get real unpopular. Here's my opinion. Um, it's up to us to take great care, to take great care and learn for ourselves. And if some outside force is going to, is going to play God, then that's someone playing God. And, and to your point, and you're, you're very, you've challenged me tremendously and I greatly appreciate it. But if you don't know that to your point, if there's piranhas in the lake and you don't even know what a piranha is, then what chance do you have? My solution is we, we are getting our light back because you're getting more light here. You're just getting better at this. You're stronger than you may give yourself credit for. And because you have a, a bandwidth of light here now and the light, be, light beings here, you're naturally going to get more of your light. It, you cannot stop it now. It's way past the point of no return. You're all incredible at this. I guarantee you the slow way is the fast way. Who wants another false idol is what I ask. Very well said. Thank you. And Why do you think uh, Jesus was created? It's to make a massive propaganda machine about what I'm saying today. No one's going to believe that light beings come and go if I can make a story up. Why do you think religions are trying to get as popular as possible? They're trying to destroy the fact that it's a much simpler process than it's been given. Wouldn't you say? Well, exactly. That's so important. Thank you for bringing that up. And also with what you said, I've found that for myself and watching other people, they become even more inspired to integrate more of their light, more of their spirit when they do find out the truth, because they want to, they want to, I don't know if you would want to call it fight back, but they want to at least be able to present themselves without being taken advantage of. So if people knew what the Galactic Traders Center was, that might inspire some people to grow their light more. Would you like to share what it is? Yeah, it's it's a, a very um, a very obvious one um, to have a liaison for this information. So, um, and we've gotten a lot of good information through a lot of folks, and you can see that some of it's contort- contorted, and some of it has agendas. Some of it doesn't. Some of it's just airy fairy. Some, and you've seen people channel information, and some of it's very accurate, and some of it's very poor. And so you got to just get take great care of it. But it essentially, is the the running story. If I was to standardize, would be how are we going to do it when we haven't asked anybody permission? So we're no better than the bad guys if we're going to tell them how to live their life. Would be one. One of the stories that's very common. They haven't asked permission because they know the answer would be no. Correct. So to participate is the solution. To be of help in the many of the systems that are already here, many of the beliefs that are already here, because it when you now recognize that every ounce of space, time, oxygen you're breathing is created by you. The game gets a little different now, doesn't it? Very different. And that's still what some people have a more difficult time to comprehend. Would you like to share more about it? Yeah. So for me, this is, this is a lot about uh, the contortion of the Last Supper. That contortion was, we figured it out. We don't have to live 
like we used to, we know that we're a multidimensional being that can control this frequency and dimension. We know that if I turn around fast enough, there's nothing behind me. That's what that was about. So now to make a story fantastic about their disciples is the contortion of the story. You're really making everything around you participate with you. You really are. You're participating with everything around you. It's everywhere. And so now that you realize you're in a reality that you're creating, animating, that's the story we, we're, we are working on for your very question about the Galactic Councils. Thank you. Brilliant. And we do have proof of that because if you are in your heart, for example, if you want to do the head to heart drop, you will have a completely different reality, a completely different experience because you're creating from your heart. If you're angry, upset, frustrated, and you're in your head, you're going to have a completely different reality. So we have experiences of that. And would you like to share more about that? Yeah, say it one more time. I'd want to hear it one more, maybe a little bit different frame, if you don't mind. So you were saying that we create our own reality. We create everything around us. And that's difficult for us to comprehend uh, if we don't know the difference between living in your head and living in your heart. So if you're living in your heart, you're going to feel a synchronicity. You're going to, everything flows and, and there's a heartfelt celebration about everything you interact with because you're creating from your heart. The energy of your heart is meeting you. It's like a mirror. But if you're in your head, the same thing, you're, you're going to, so the head, the thoughts are darkness. So you're going to meet with darkness when you're living your life from your head because you are creating that. It's very hard to accept, but the more we live in our heart, the easier it is to accept that. <laughs> that's my answer. Perfect. That's a, that's a really good answer. Okay, so uh, now when you align with um, timelines, this this is this is my great my great uh, focus all the time is prove to me that it, this is a timeline I if I reacted to it or I'm proactively working with it. Um, let's do something that's really something simple that everybody does for the most part in society in America is um, I need to go to the grocery store and get milk. Now the decision to, for what store you're going to do, go to, excuse me, and what milk you're going to buy is a, a dimension creation opportunity right there. So did you say, I have to go to that store because it's cheaper. I had to buy that milk because it's organic and I don't even want, and it's twice as much, but I have to feel good about baby having good milk, et cetera. Okay. Of the, of that subset of the model, how much of that real time decision-making is from your heart without thinking overthinking am i doing the right thing well your heart is there to do that for you so you don't have to think about the next step and the next step and the next step as you've heard me say a thousand times now here's the trick watch this the grocery store does not exist until you get there now q you're the one smoking the crack no i'm not how does it get there when there's a hundred people in the store? Because they know the store's there too. They created it. So all of, they know they, that it was built. Someone built it. That, those energetics are how, you see, you're going so fast now. 
you can't see the frames of space and time that you created. So I hope that helps a little bit. Thank you. Excellent. So just to break that down a little bit, let's say someone's consciousness is excited about building a market and in a really nice area. And a lot of people's consciousness is looking for someone who has really good food, really organic food. So those that might be somewhat of a co-creation to where some people are keeping it in existence, even if you're not there, but it's not going to be there unless you go there and merge your consciousness with it. Is that true? Exactly right. So there, I guarantee you, there's no such thing as space and time. There's no such thing as space and time, except what you participate with. Okay, you can't measure time. You can't. What time is it in the Orion system? <laughs> Whatever. Okay, you can't measure our sun with their location, right? So, um, the reason it's fantastic, people are struggling with how could I be so many people and recognize. See, see, even that's been an information abduction to you. Reincarnation is real, but only one of us is remembering they're doing it. That's all I'm getting at here. I'm being facetious flip. So you all are reincarnating in real time in, in the same bodies in many cases and different bodies all the time out of time. Very difficult to explain. That's why the English language is designed the way it was. So now you can, now you can look at that as the clues to why negative timelines are created. So if you don't know that you've done this before is really what the bad guys have gone for. Wouldn't you say that's one of their best tricks? That is an also mass consciousness and propaganda. So if we believe something, we're going to create it. So if you watch the news and you see that someone is a bad guy, well, you believe that and then you're you're not in your heart because you're in maybe hate or conflict and then you're going mm-hmm. to be on a timeline because thought creates time you're going to be on a timeline where you're going to experience hate and conflict and more people that hate and and that can put you in a supermarket where there's a shooting or something you know it's it's all a string like a web of energy that we break away from or so we can create our own beautiful experience or we get into mass consciousness which is a web of lies yeah, and, and so, again, that's the great dilemma from my uh, opinion, perspective, in a human body now, is to have all these feelings and emotions and obs- observation. Do you, so if you're going to fight propaganda, you're now propaganda. So now I'm, that's a timeline in itself to say that uh, somebody on the news is good or bad. And then now you say, yeah, they've got to be bad because they're, because that's what they didn't do, did do. It, you can't win propaganda. You'll never win it. But if we observe it and ask ourselves, why did we choose that decision? And wh- what are we going to um, participate with through our heart next? I guarantee you it is way easier now. Super, it's super subtle. It's just a matter of putting it to use for our simple choices without without over-processing the information. I hope that helps. Thank you. So let's look at uh, the beach that has the piranhas. So if you saw me as an enlightened being with a 100% light, you would not mention the piranhas because you would know that I would be aware. 
But is it propaganda if you're telling me about the piranhas when I am not aware? Okay. And so how come you couldn't feel there's danger in the water would be another question. That's the way I'd say. If someone does not have a much, enough light to be aware mm-hmm. of that, my suggestion <laughs> is to help them not get eaten by a piranha. You're going to win this one one day. How <laughs> <laughs> about today? <laughs> well, I've seen the news and there's not much I can do. Yeah, that's the way it works. Um, you, it, so uh, the dilemma is I, I participate in um, participation. So I'm with you. I'm on your side, working hard every day, doing my best. Um, participating is the way I, I, I see it. And what's wrong with calling out um, people that really, really aren't uh, serving um, my my excitement, my joy, my passion? What's wrong with that? Um, are you going to make it your life? No. But it's quite obvious <clears throat> that we are, if we're going to participate with things we like, only and exclusively, uh, some of that uh, deference is is an opportunity for that. You're right, Pasha. Uh, and uh, again, brilliant job with helping us with for the people dot space. Just amazing, amazing how much awareness you're helping everybody with. Just shocking. Thank you, and thank you for all the information that helps us share. Brilliant. And as Osho says, the greater the truth, the greater the contradiction. So. Q and I are both correct about what we were just talking about. They're just two different truths. That's how I would say. Would yeah. You say? Yeah. So that awareness, just just strategizing and just just us growing, just collaboration alone, we just get more of our capabilities back. It's no. It, it's just the way it works. We we're just we're just faster. We can't help it. <laughs> we're just good at this now. It's just now putting into play, putting it into play. A six-year-old taught me that saying, so I have to use it whenever I can. <laughs> Great, they're always the smartest. So this, uh, I love that you brought up the the supper with all the disciples. So let's go over again. So Jesus had his name. His name was Emmanuel. Would you say that? Most common, correct. Okay, and he had a body that was created through immaculate conception. So he did not have any DNA. He had no hindrances. So all 12 source light could be in that body, animating it to help humanity. And there were also 12 disciples, each one with one of the 12 source lights. Is that correct? That's correct. So you are a great cook. So you loved to create meals for us and, the supper was a celebration. Would you like to speak more about that? Yeah. So, um, again, there's there's politics in that story, and there's agendas in that story that um, are hidden from you. But the short version is when you get uh, a good – back then, you know, communication is different. Uh, you, you had a different type of population, different style of populations. But they all, everybody had far more capability, massive amounts of capability and awareness. And so basically that, that the, what we accomplished then has been stolen in your uh, 
biblical books, your Bible books, whatever your story, your fake stories that have a lot of quality information in them, hidden, misdirected, and so forth. The summary of of that that time was really about it was really about um, we got it, we figured it out, we know we knew what was going on. Uh, we are multidimensional uh, creators, and we didn't have to live in the societal boundaries that we used to. So that's what that was all about. Thank you. Beautiful times. And with beings of 100% light celebrating in infinite love with each other, there's no chance there was a Judah. No. I mean, what is your definition of, of a Judah? Well, let's take the Bible's definition of a Judah, which is someone who betrayed Jesus, sold him. Yeah. For- so, <clears throat> yeah. And so there again is your beautiful propaganda. You didn't do it the right way. We have it the right way. Um, uh, they're living through their mind, not their heart might be one example of that. Many, many examples. Um, again, uh, competition for a narrative is maybe one way to look at it. And we do apologize to anyone who finds this very difficult information. We simply want to put out information from someone who was there living what happened instead of going by what books were written, what 200 years or more after that. So was Jesus married? Not really. We didn't believe in those. Um, we didn't believe in the boundaries of we know how, yes, uh, marriage was a bigger story. Today, for me, it is too. We don't use, um, you don't own someone. Um, was I with people that had kids? Yes. So you, I might argue I had kids, but I don't, much like I am now. Um, <clears throat> we, you didn't have, you would never put, you would never say you're mine and I'm yours. Because that would be, that's a great example of one of the hierarchical systems that we made sure was not in our society then. Excellent. Thank you. So the mermaid was your partner at that time, and her name was Miriam. Uh, there are some stories that I would love for you to uh, kibosh about Miriam. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Commitment is very important to me today and and uh there's mid, but the degree of commitment is is astonishing when you uh don't have um ego it's quite different it's uh, it's a knowing that it's extremely fulfilling and we're working on how to explain that it's your natural way of of being with others and merging incredible your incredible light which one do you want to dismiss first <laughs> Did someone say she was a hooker? Um, so the, the, so there's a tremendous amount of stories um, coming and going in these realities. Um, there's a, the dark have, have had many opportunities to fool me and have done so. And because we're trying to get in here maybe in different ways, and so you can trick a light being in feeling that volume of light, but it leaves the next day. It's not there. So one of the opportunities would be to have a fake Mary, Miriam, and I would know them that day and tomorrow it looked like the same person and they'd be gone. But a different uh, possession was in that body. 
pretty tricky, huh? And they're still still doing that today. Pretty easily. still doing that today. It's the exact same thing. So when you recognize your your spirit twenty, if you like, um, you go, "Oh my god, I fat." And then the next day, you're like, "You want to go to dinner?" And like, wait a minute, something's off today. <laughs> Who's in there? <laughs> anyway, uh, that that is you know where you're getting all of the and and that's what I really want cleaned up. Uh, the, a lot of the several of the churches have have uh, misdirected that information uh, around uh, around uh, possession of a body. You know, look at what, what's the movie Exorcist. That's completely flawed, obviously. We could have gotten a lot of information out in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Tremendous misdirection. So a lot of people might be wondering, how could the Custer, how could Jesus be fooled? Well, the light does not know the dark. That is really the biggest heavy hand that the dark has. And what, we're, what we've done down here, why we've made so much progress, is we're starting to comprehend and know the moves and, and be able to dance around it without getting hijacked by them. I mean, they're, that's what they're best at, correct? Yeah. And so that proves my earlier statements. We don't know forgiveness, doubt, fear. We're just, are not, we're so naive. It's our power of getting here. We don't know what's going on. The dark has just mimicked what they know of us to get us in here. We're getting tricked. At least we were. And that's an example of how it works. Sorry about the wind. <laughs> Thanks. So when we were all created, there was no dark. We weren't created to play in the dark. It's just an evolution of our experience. And we've learned quite a tremendous amount. And in this ascension, we're going to be making some massive choices to have a much maybe more playful, innocent, fun experience with light, yet with choices of duality if we want, which might be, I like some rain today, I like some snow today. You know, it's just a different kind of duality, would you say? Yeah, and so you can already tell. So for us, it doesn't look like that much time. It doesn't look, looks like two weeks to us here in 2,000 years. So 2,000 years ago, things are going really, really well, and then um, the dark took their opportunities to anneal to the next ascension cycle and or the start of the next one and feather in to our belief systems prior to the end of that ascension cycle and afterward. It's quite a trick to get um, some genetics to actually ascend, go through the ascension cycle, stay in dimensional reality on the same planet, and then jump back in and start the game all over again. That's their technology. So the reason it's easier this time, we got ahead of it enough, i.e. the time travel, we got ahead of it enough so we could, we could identify and educate at the same time. And, and that person who did the, the most heavy lifting, I would say, um, uh, was the collection of us starting from 1950s, I'd say, till now. So when you get a Ron Amatron, you get an Osho, you get all these, all these folks that get their memories back is why we're so far ahead this time. Does that make sense? Yes, and I really do want to give you credit because uh, you've done this many times and you knew to go very slow, to allow it to unfold, to allow the bad guys to make their move first and to watch and wait and allow things to fall apart on their own. You've done such a brilliant job. It's phenomenal how patient you are. So thank you for that. Yeah, so of course that's going to be their target now. Is I'm not really that person. I didn't. So it's quite easy now 
for me to pop out and go, hey, everybody, I'm the canary in the coal mine. Um, so, so when you have more volume here this time, so when you look at an Asha and you see how she's published the information, she's just giving, remember, she's not selling any t-shirts, bumper stickers or anything else. It's just for the people. So you start looking at material in more comprehensively when you get bigger buckets of it, like I'm, I'm explaining the dark took too long to get the game out. The TVs have existed too long. We're starting to figure it out, and that was going to be their tool. So they, we, they've took too long and, and or they've gone too fast for, for too much duration of time. And all that knowledge that you're getting from source now is starting to be your normal way of processing information. I hope that helps a bit. It's very, very helpful. Thank you. And one of the agendas they do have that they've planned that probably will not pan out, they were going to present a false Jesus and present him and he would be very, very benevolent and be able to heal and do all these things. And they would say, uh, at least one of the ideas was to say they had the Shroud of Turin and that there was blood and DNA on the Shroud of Turin. They, they created the body for the spirit of Jesus to come in. So... First of all, Christ did not have any DNA, and he did not have any descendants. So there's no DNA to create a false Christ. Would you like to share about that? Yeah, you couldn't do that. There's no way to do it. How? How? Now, the story you can you could sell no problem. I, I get that. But how 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 would you model the signature of a spirit? Now, I know we can, but there's no way to genetically model what identity of a spirit's coming in because we're all essentially a representation of our expression in that given time and space. So the Merkaba has, has, a, has a, uh, a way of, uh, you can't code it. You can't, that's why they can't get to source, um, is the short version. You can't code, can't code it. You can uh, see the expression and understand that that has uh, individuality, but you, there's no way you could map genetics to the Merkaba. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And uh, the Shroud of Turin, who made that? Who faked that? Oh, is that important? Well, just so that people know, it's not, it's not really Christ. So what do you, what do you say? Follow the money? Mm, who, who's go. running the money? Well, who's running the money then? Same people who's running the money now. This is yeah. So I don't want to give one individual the identity because um, that gives them a little capabilities. But why? Where is money? Why do churches have so much money? Because they're fueling the story, and okay. it's tough. I know because there's a lot of beautiful people who fell for the story. There's a lot of beautiful people who are great people, but it's still a book outside yourself. You're the power, not any script that, by the way, you didn't invent the script. English language is black magic with consonants. There's your proof right there. How is it that you didn't get to pick your language here? Very interesting, huh? Mm, Very interesting. Why is there so many languages? Why is there so many Bibles and beliefs why, why are we not allowed to uncover the rest of Egypt? Why are we not allowed to uncover the Mayan uh, 
city there that was incredible. Why, why don't we get to see the cities that are underwater? Why don't we get to go to Antarctica? Could do this all day now, can't I? Why have more people died under the guise of religious war than any other cause? Right. These are all beliefs installed. This is a constructed, these are constructed events. And that's, and that's what, uh, that's what all these stories are for, for mass crashed. Correct. So, <laughs> loving love, loving source, that's really the greatest power. <clears throat> yeah, be right now in, in your, your excitement is, is um, the encouragement and horse power I have. Well, you got me talking a lot today. I love this. Just, yeah, I love it too. I'm going to have uh, gonna, my uh, tea ran out. And how big is your list? My gosh. <laughs> we could go for another 10 hours. Really? <laughs> Just to retouch on the other agenda, uh, if they roll out some body, it will be very convincing because it will be someone who does healings, someone who represents the Jesus from the Bible, and mm-hmm. it will capture people's heart. And if people aren't really in their heart and sort of stepping away from what the, what the propaganda has taught them is real, they won't fall for it. It's only if the beliefs, you know, this is why they're so patiently ingraining beliefs and making us fight for those beliefs so that at this point in the ascension, there will be enough people who fall for that. And what will happen if they go in that direction? So... Most of the, there's several, I have to be careful here because this is the great dilemma, right? Um, what if I could make you a genius overnight just by taking a pill? And what if I could make you live forever and, and age regress you? That technology is on this planet. Uh, I've seen it's been done to me many, many times in the programs. They can take you from one body to another. But the next body they put you into might not be your choice, wouldn't you say? That's a real danger. Please share with the people about those bodies. Right. So the goal, again, is to get us <clears throat> super smart without any heart. Um, but the intelligence is constructed. So it... Uh, one of the master plans here is to get a very powerful or a very large uh, volume of light in a physical body and then control it through its mind. So you're already seeing the beginnings of it. Let's let everybody make a tremendous amount of money because they microchip themselves and they work for X, Y, Z, get them fat and happy, get them fancy, whatever, get them everything they want as long as they take the pill. They'll be young. They'll be uh, their, their ego mind will have a perception of their identity so strong they won't be able to fight out of it, and they'll have an IQ you can't even measure. That's that, that is one of several agendas. The other is to degrade now, then degrade the population so it never dies too. But don't make it too strong. A couple agendas there. Let's make just there is there is a few people who want this agenda that are very, very well identified. Yes. Very 
high IQ individuals. So the real challenge with those examples you gave is that you will have less of your spirit available to you. And Right. That's right. And I can put different personalities in you. I can make you a rock star. I can make you famous on TV. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the beginning of it with um, many people you'll ch- choose. I could name several. Many people who are shocking in intelligence, very expressive, very famous, extremely famous. And you can mold them into whatever you want. It's, it's quite easy. And their life will be mentally and egotistically satisfying, but they will most likely never choose to ascend. So they will lose their connection to source. Is that correct? Right. So they'll have enough. They'll have just enough to start the process and then sustain a level of dimensional reality. It's very, very, and, and they're happy to do this because that's where they want to stay so that they can sustain some life. This is as good as they've ever had it to be in this type of human. It's a very huge accomplishment for some of these agendas. They've never been able to stay with us, work with us at this level. It's a big, huge advancement for them to uh, have a life at a dimension uh, that we're co-creating with them because we believe in this dimensional reality. There is your answer to your galactic councils, why they're taking, uh, giving us some help, is we're starting to play with them, the dark, more and more, which is giving them more ground. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you. Uh, somewhat of an analogy might be the difference between, let's say you fall in love with your twin flame and you're, you're building your light and you have a puppy and that's eternal. You will always have that. That would be choosing source and growing your light. And then let's say you get a new car and boy, that's exciting. That's about as good as it gets. <laughs> if you're not going to use your heart, would you say that's an analogy? Perfect. Perfect. And have you the, done that? Is that how you know so much about that? Who knows? I hope not. <laughs> 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 One of those lives I've forgotten maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got some fans at where I'm at today, so I'm signing autographs. <laughs> did you notice the bird that just started singing when you talked yeah, about yeah. making dinner for your it disciple? Was, yeah, I, I, I walked down to the beach today, and um, I know my timing's excellent, right? Um, I walked down to the beach today, and there's some people here, and I, I was I was going to grab somebody and say, hey. You want to be on a radio show? <laughs> I guess I should tell you what kind of radio show it is. <clears throat> anyway, um, it is great fun to when you you do play around in nature. It it just it is proof that we're getting spoken back to. If we would just pay attention, wouldn't you say? Uh, we hear it every. Saturday, the birds will always speak up when we're talking about something really important that they are excited about you talking about. Yeah, it's it is just so much fun to 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 watch this because um, we talk. You know, we're bringing on a lot of heavy stuff here, and I guarantee you, things are a lot different now. We've really gone down the path of no return. That you're just not going to stop us. It's just it's just so overwhelming now. 
but it's up to each and every one of us to do our own our own due diligence. And I'm so proud to have made so many relationships, and I can't wait to make more. Thank you for bringing this to the airwaves to help so many people. It's really miraculous what you've accomplished and what you've had to go through to get here, but it's always worth it, isn't it? It, it, is, the, it is what you all do. You create life. You're masters at it. You're just so good at it and sustaining it. And it's just an incredible experience to have this much diversity on a planet. And, and, and I just, uh, I, I just am so thrilled of what we've accomplished and, and consider myself uh, just meager compared to what you all have done. And it's my great love and great joy. This was a really fun show. Wouldn't you say? It was so fun. And this reminds me of the elation that we get from making breakthroughs. You know, we have been, all of us have been through so much. It's been so hard, but here we are, you know, we're really being embraced by the light. We're being rewarded. And the more we open our hearts, we're going to feel those rewards. And we wouldn't have had it any other way. Once we get past the hard stuff and we can say, wow, I got past it. There's nothing like that. Would you say? Yeah, it's thrilling. Um, to uh, to know information now is is what uh, I feel you're telling us is much different than believing anything, and that's that's that is the good news about the internet. You've got so much chaos now; you're proving it's outside yourself. All this chaos and the internet is a really good tool. You don't know what to believe anymore if you're not using your heart, and and, and it's tough. It is really tough. The television has done its service to slow us down, but we got we got we're taken care of now. So I feel like um, I want to take a few minutes off here before we go to our next show. How about you? Did you have anything else? There's just one more thing that comes up there. Some people are still having a really hard time. Please hang in there. It's going to be so worth it. And, you know, there are places like Canada that are offering people to suicide themselves. Please hang in there. It's, you know, whatever Q is sharing, it will help you. There's the creation lightship that will help you heal these shows, if you just listen to his voice, there's so many things that are so powerful if you would let them in. So please, everyone, if you're going through a hard time, hang in there. We love you. And it's going to be worth it. Thank you, Asha. Just keep using the tools. Um, they they work. And don't become, you know, you don't have to become fanatical about it. Just once a day, command your spirit to increase your life force energy. It's You're not... You're not telling something to do something. You're just making sure it's affirmative. It's you. I command my spirit to increase my life force energy. Do it before you go to bed. Do it when you wake up. All you have to do, watch it for a week. Um, The people that are coming forward now are in awe of how fast they progressed. If you're sick, command your spirit to remove anything in you that's not authentically you. If you're, you're ill really ill, command your spirit to heal and balance you now. Don't direct it, though. Just make sure it's encompassing. Your spirit, source, God, whatever word you like, knows what to do way more than your brain does. I hope that helps. Oh, that was so helpful. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything. And this show, you're just so right on top of it. You explain everything so well. Uh, we're doing our best anyway, huh? Mm. You are succeeding for sure.
<laughs> Thank you for your help. It's it's such an honor to get so much horsepower this time to have you here. Um, you're living proof that we've spread out. This is this is a blitz <clears throat> to have you here and the others here, and are what we might call disciples. We're really doing this, and the fact that we're spread out is as part of part of a very well taken care of direction. Just great care is taken for us to be in many different ge geographies at many different times. So just know this isn't just some little guesstimate here. We we know how to do this, and you're living proof. I love you. I love you. Thank you for that. All right, I got to go get some Coca Cola. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, yeah. Beautiful day to you. Beautiful day to you. Thank you, BBS Radio. Thank you, the seer of all knowledge. You're amazing, Asha. Beautiful, beautiful day. Good day. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I love you. I love you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.